gentlemen, welcome to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. We are honored that you took some time out of your day to just sit back and relax, hang out with us, meet another amazing individual. Today joining us all the way from Scotland. So we are honored uh, for the conversation that we're going about to have. My name is Stacy Johnston. Pumped to be here with you today. And equally as honored and always excited to sit along with my co-host, Kathy Holland. How are you today, Kathy? I am doing great, and I am going to apologize ahead of time because for some reason my little baby goat is very, very vocal. Oh, well, it's okay. She can join. She might have some solid input. She might have some solid input. So here you are. You're home. You're homeschooling. You're sitting in the backyard with your you go to your living your life. You take time out of your day to come here and engage with us. How come? Hey. I enjoy the people. Go ahead, Kathy. I enjoy. I enjoy the people. I enjoy being able to visit all around the world, right here from my backyard, and I, I enjoy their stories. I love hearing mm-hmm. their their journeys and their triumphs and their I. I just really enjoy the people. Me too. Just adds the coolest bit of inspiration, motivation, and just light into my life every day. It just, I feel like it's such a gift. So let's get this show on the road, ladies and gentlemen. We have a gentleman joining us today from Scotland, as I said, and his name is Ian Philbeam. Welcome, Ian. How are you today? Hey, I'm really good. Great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Greetings from oh, Scotland. You're welcome. Thank you for taking your time to join us. We're anxious to do it. So how about you kick us off? Tell us who is Ian Philbeam? What do you do? Why do you do that? And how can we connect with you? Okay, so I would describe myself in whichever order you want as a husband, a father, an entrepreneur, a world traveler, and a travel author. Uh, and I guess I've accumulated those badges as the years have gone by. Um, and I lived in Scotland for about 20 years in the beautiful city of Edinburgh, uh, where we brought up our two kids and uh, back in 2008-9, we took them out of school for a year, and we went backpacking as a family around the world, which was just the most amazing experience. Uh, and then I recently wrote the book about the story of that, called Are We There Yet?, which of course was what kids say on any journey. Uh, so I picked that title for the book, Are We There Yet?, um, and uh, I'm now at the stage in my life where the kids are, are young adults. And um, my wife and I have built our business to the point that it runs without us and we now go traveling around the world as much as we possibly can. So I have a a very blessed life and uh, uh, probably are living my best days right now. So that's me. What a great story and what a great place to be in your life. I love that. I'm so impressed. So how can people, where's your book available? Can we get it on Amazon? Is it available in stores? How can we connect with Are We There Yet? Yeah, so Are, Are We There Yet is definitely available in the States on Amazon. Um, so uh, fairly easy, t- easy title to remember, uh, even if you can't spell my surname, uh, P-I-L-B-E-A-M, which I spell every day of my life many times. Um, <laughs> I, believe it, I believe it may also be available through bookstores um, in the States. Uh, and uh, I'd certainly be interested to, to learn on your experience in finding it there, but that's my understanding. Um, if anybody uh, prefers audiobooks, then I do have the audio version that I recorded myself, and that's available from our website, familytrippers.co.uk. 
Uh, we called ourselves family trippers. That was our identity for our, our year away. I was Papa Tripper, Tripper. My wife was Mama Tripper, and we had Rory Tripper and Runa Tripper. Uh, so familytrippers.co.uk, uh, and you can also connect with me on Instagram uh, at, at Original Family Trippers. By the time in, I got onto Instagram, some other person had uh, stolen the name Family Trippers. So we are at Original Family Trippers. So there's a few ways to connect. Uh, I really like it. So <clears throat> you said you could get the audio version for your website, and did I get it correctly? Familytrippers.co.uk. That's correct. FamilyTrippers.co.uk. Yeah. Perfect.co.uk. All right. I can't. Well, yeah, I'm looking it up. I love audiobooks. I spend a lot of time driving myself <laughs> and on the highway, so it's always good entertainment for me. Cassie, let me ask you a question. He said he pulled his kids out of school for a year and they traveled. You homeschool your children. How does that resonate with you? I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. If we could backpack our way through the United States, we would totally do it because I think that is a a beautiful and un you know a priceless experience. So, yay for you guys! <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Ian, let's talk a little bit. If you let's journey. So, you've taken a lot of trips, right? You've been a lot of places. You've met a lot of people and encountered a lot of things in your travels. So in that, have you come up with or deciphered a definition for the word hero? And who along your lifetime fits into that for you? Who is someone that inspired you and, and considers a hero for you? Well, the, the word hero is, for me is about someone who does two things. They inspire and they make a, a significant difference. Now, that might, be to the, that might be to the world or it might just be to, to one person. Um, but I think, you know, when we think about who our heroes are, that's really what, what they've done for us. They've inspired us. They've inspired other people and they've made a difference to either us and all the world. And I, I have, I always have to pick between two heroes um, when I'm asked this question. Um, one was my grandfather who had a, a massive impact upon me. Uh, but the second one was Nelson Mandela. Now, I'm not going to be unique in naming Nelson Mandela uh, as a hero, you know, one of the most important figures in the, the 20th century. He had a massive impact on me really from, from my student days um, in the 80s because that was, that was my cause um, when I was out on the streets in the, in the 80s was the anti-apartheid movement and I was fortunate enough to attend what ended up being quite a significant historical event. It was Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday concert um, at mm. Wembley Stadium in London uh, in uh, June 1988, at a time when um, he was still seen by uh, certainly the Reagan and Thatcher governments as a terrorist, um, and we had no idea what he even looked like. Um, and I remember saying to a friend at that concert, I don't see how this ends. I can't see a way out of this. And then, of course, the Berlin Wall fell. And two years later, I was back at Wembley Stadium and he was on stage. Um, mm. And it was you know, quite a night. And if you wind forward a few years in 2003, I did my first travel adventure. And uh, I did a one-week charity hike um, in, um, 
some mountains just outside of Cape Town, which of course I would not have been able to do uh, if Mandela hadn't freed South Africa. And then I spent a week uh, in Cape Town afterwards and went to Robin Island, which touched me greatly. Um, and it had a big, big impact, but I also, it was the first time I'd been to Africa. Uh, it was only my second time outside of Europe, I think. Uh, the only other time I haven't been just to, to New York. Um, so that awakened the traveller within me. And I therefore think not only did Mandela make a massive difference to South Africa and a massive difference to the world, but he helped me by giving me the opportunity to travel to South Africa and he inspired me to become a, a world traveller. And when we started our family year around the world and we visited 20 countries, guess where we started? Cape Town, because of Mandela. Really? Yeah. So uh, every time... I'm going to say, if it's not my grandfather, it's Nelson Mandela. Madiba is my hero. Hmm. You know, I'm going to say that we've asked this question a little over 200 times. And you are the first person that has identified Nelson Mandela. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been so neat to hear people, a concept of the word hero. What does that mean to you, right, when you, when you define that? And then who the heroes are identified as. Right? There are so many times there are people just like your grandfather. Mm. Right? Those, those people, that ordinary people that came alongside us and did something extraordinary for us. Like you said, some of them are, very few of them have been um, the social concept of hero, right? The, the corner office guy, the big guy, the wealthy guy that swoops in and saves the day. Very few mm. of them have been that level of person. They're just people, you know, mom, dad, Sunday mm. school teachers. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing, for, that, for sharing that side of Nelson Mandela with us. What a wonderful experience for you. My pleasure. Could I just, I would like just to share, I'm not going to talk about my grandfather, but I'm going to tell you something that I think I've learned. It's one reason why I um, am always very happy to, to do interviews like this, because my grandfather has been dead now for 17 years, and he lived to just short of 100. And well into his 90s, he did a, um, an interview telling his life story. And I listened back to that about three years ago, and I learned lessons from what he did as an entrepreneur in the 1920s that I was able to apply to my business in the 21st century. And of course, it, listening to him, it felt like he was still alive. So, you know, this, this chat we're doing now will be around forever, I guess, just as my book will be, and is there for future yeah. generations. And I just think that's such a, just a, such a privilege to be able to give that gift to to future generations of our families that we haven't met yet. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, you know, cool we always love the stories. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful perspective. So my next question will fall right in line with this. If there was a life lesson that you've learned throughout your experiences and all of the journeys that you've taken and the things that you've done, if there was one life lesson our audience needed to know what would it be so I have I do have lots and I'm only going to give you one uh, there's actually a chapter at the end of the, at the end of are we there yet which is about the lessons that I learned whilst traveling and how I've applied them to growing a business um, but the one that I'm going to pick is what's the worst that can happen uh, and this is a question that I use to I guess to risk assess situations that, that happen in my life um, 
you know, so, you know, just simply that, we're thinking about doing something, what's the worst that can happen? If the answer is, well, actually something very, very serious, then you might want to think again about having, about doing that. But quite often, when you ask yourself that question, you go, well, actually, there's no reason why we shouldn't really try it, because the worst that's going to happen is it might just not work out. Well, if it doesn't work out, so what? At least we've tried it. Uh, and we, we apply that a lot to travel and just go, should we go there? And you should we go to that place? And you think, hmm, actually, no, it's going to cost us a fortune. It's quite dangerous. Really, we shouldn't. Or we go, actually, what's the worst that can happen? You know, it's not that great, but so what? We'll still, we'll still have something to put in the next book. Um, so I find it a really valuable question to ask. What's the worst that can happen? Mm. That is a fabulous question. Just take the risk. I love it. Yeah, I, I remember seeing so, someone once say when he reached 40 that he just went with gut instinct. Just follow your gut. Uh, you've got enough life experience behind you. Uh, and I didn't find that worked for me. Um, I think just putting a filter in place and just having that, that conscious thought process is, uh, is a little bit more diligent perhaps and you get better, better um, decisions as a result. You know, I say a lot of times when we're talking about situations like that, and I go, you know, you just sort of have to put it out there. Write the letter, make the phone call, ask the question, because the worst thing that can happen is absolutely nothing. Yeah. And then that's you cool. are standing right where you're standing right this second. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no suffering in that. Yeah, there's no suffering in that moment. So I love it. I love it. Okay, so I love that lesson, too. What's the worst thing that can happen? You're exactly right. So let's ask you one more question. And let's reverse the role for a minute. Okay? And I'm going to say that you probably stand as a hero to more people than you recognize in a day by the inspiration you leave, by the, the willingness you have to just try it, just go, just do it. What's the worst that can happen? So many people just need to hear that and just need to believe that. So thank you for the hero that you stand as to probably more people than you know. I'll say thank you for them. And uh, with your cape firmly in place as a superhero for today, what's your one-liner wisdom? What does your T-shirt say? Ian, what's your, what's your one-liner? My one-liner is that the world is your classroom. You asked Cassie about um, homeschooling and how my, my story resonates. Uh, and I think whether you're a child who's got the the amazing opportunities that our kids had uh, to have biology, geography, history, um, language, maths, English lessons on the road uh, and have the world as your classroom. Or whether you are um, traveling as I now do or you're just at home and you're in your home surroundings just going, what can I learn? What can I learn? Because the world is my classroom. It can teach me so much if I'm only prepared to open my eyes, my ears, and my brain, and be curious, uh, and find out more. So, one-liner, the world is your classroom. Yes, I love that. Kath? I love that, too. I think it's so true, you know, and especially, you know, from a homeschool perspective, everything that we do is a lesson, right? Whether it's you know, counting money at the store or measuring for meals or 
you know, watching our animals give birth and raise babies and, you know, everything, everything is a lesson, right? It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful concept. Mm. Right. I think people limit it so many times to think in the classroom is just that seven hours a day, five days a week under somebody else's tutelage. And it's not. There's so much to learn. And I, I honor. I, I think it's really cool that you took that opportunity in with your family and, and took the plunge and took it in and are doing it now. I think that's wonderful. I, I love you this know, conversation. Ian, go ahead, Kat. <laughs> I was going to say my, my husband is he's very hands-on, right? He works on vehicles. He, he builds fences. He does tractor work. He's very, very hands-on, right? So my kids learn more things that are, I tell my husband all the time, I say, you know, I'm not trying to limit them, but I also have yet to celebrate Parallelogram Day. So, you know, I think that it's important that they learn this kind of stuff. (laughs) Uh, I think it's absolutely critical. It's just a different kind of education. So I regretfully... Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to be at that time where we're going to have to wind down. And so I'm going to set up the close by telling you thank you for joining us today. Ian, thank you very much for coming to us all the way from Scotland. I'm honored that you took some time to hang out in West Texas with us today. Uh, thank you for your story, your journey, your inspiration, and your courage. Really do appreciate you. I would love for our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by God and by grace and enlighten up. If we can serve you in some way, you want to share your story. If you just want to have a conversation with us or you just need someone to talk to, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. We're interested in what you have to say. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today? Um, Just with a tiny challenge, right? Ian said that that the world is your classroom, so I challenge everybody to learn something today from the world around you. I like that. That's a great challenge. How many of us never take time to learn from the world around us? Beautiful. Ian, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us. Give us the last couple of minutes. Close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience? What's your message for today? Okay, well, let's, let's build on that. You're never too, young to, you're never too old to learn. Um, and you're never too old to learn about things that you, you thought that at school you were rubbish about. You know, I have... I have friends now who um, I've worked with writing their books and they were bottom of the class at school. They were told um, that, they'd never, that they'd never go anywhere in life. I was um, absolutely rubbish at uh, science at school. But, you, but uh, we've just come back from a trip to Costa Rica, uh, you know, the biodiversity centre of the world. And we went to uh, a rainforest, which is the highest level of biodiversity anywhere. And we were, we met a couple of guys who are ecologists by trade. And it was just a joy seeing them in their element. And one evening we were sat in the dark watching Firefly dance across the ground in front of us. And I asked one of them, how do they work? What makes them light up? And he said to me, they contain an enzyme which converts calcium and oxygen and produces something called ATP, which is a form of electricity which then lights them up. Now, the 
the student version of me would not have absorbed any of that information. But I'm a little bit older now, and I was able to translate it. So I said, oh, so you mean the enzyme is a smoothie maker, calcium and oxygen are like milk and mango, and the electricity is the smoothie itself. And he went, yep, you've got it. So <laughs> you are... You are. I think he died a little bit inside at the same time, but um, <laughs> you can. Doesn't matter what you were like when you were younger. You can keep learning, and there's more to come for sure. So why don't I close out on that one? <laughs>